0: What is going on? It is Adam. Welcome back to Bringing It Backwards, a podcast where both legendary and rising artists tell their own personal stories of how they achieved stardom. On this episode, we had Victor, Matthew, and Jesse of the band Arrows in Action on over Zoom video. Victor, Jesse, and Matthew are all from Florida. They met up at the University of Florida in Gainesville, and that's where the band started. But we hear about uh, Matthew, Victor and jesse's all personal journeys in music how they all met and how the band was formed jesse actually started arrows in action before matthew and victor had joined the band jesse met victor prior to him joining the band and uh, once he moved to to gainesville eventually victor joined the band later they got uh, matthew to join they talked to us about putting out their first couple EPs, winning a battle of the bands in Orlando, and how that kind of changed everything for them. At least prior to the pandemic, they had a whole tour booked. That gets canceled. Everyone's at home, and they jump on TikTok and Instagram Live and really blow up their band on the internet. We hear about the huge success of the song This Time and how how TikTok really brought uh, listenership to their Spotify. They also talk about moving to Nashville and all about their brand new album, their debut album, which is called Built to Last. You can watch our interview with Matthew, Jesse, and Victor on our Facebook page and YouTube channel at Bringing It Backwards. It'd be amazing if you subscribe to our channel, like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Bringing Back Pod. And if you're listening to this on Spotify, Apple Music, Google Podcasts, it'd be incredible if you follow us there as well and hook us up with a five-star review.
1: We'd appreciate your support if you follow and subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen to podcasts.
0: We're bringing it backwards with Arrows in Action. (laughs) Hey, what's up, Victor? What's going on? How are you?
2: Doing all right. Thanks for having us, man.
0: Of course. I'm Adam, by the way. um, And this is about you guys and your journey in music and we'll talk about the new album
3: great awesome yeah,
0: yeah i had a chance to i got an advance of uh, the streams to it it's awesome it's an awesome record
3: thank you so much thank you
0: yeah it's right up my alley i grew up in the pop punk <laughs> emo scene and that's what kind of the vibes that i get from the record sick thank you yeah yeah so the band started in in gainesville is that what i read
3: mm-hmm. yeah From gainesville florida we're all. We all went to college in Gainesville. We're all from Florida, uh, and we went. Yeah, we went to school at University of Florida in Gainesville.
0: Okay, and uh, well, then whereabouts, Jesse, where Jesse? Where What part of Florida did you grow up in?
3: Uh, I grew up in Venice, Florida, basically a retirement community <laughs> on the west coast, south of Tampa. Uh, yeah.
0: Awesome. What about you, Matthew? I'm from uh, easiest
1: place, I, Orlando. I'm I'm from a suburb just outside Orlando. Um, okay, yeah.
0: What about you, Victor?
2: And then I grew up uh, just north of Gainesville in a small little town called Lake City, Rednecksville, USA.
0: <laughs> right on. Oh, was the gas station. Yeah. Well, Gainesville. I mean, obviously the college is there, but they have a pretty thriving punk scene. I mean, the fest is there.
2: Oh yeah. Yeah, going I remember going to Gainesville, like in high school and like realizing like, oh, like this feels like the big city to me. And there's like punk bands here and there's like, <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, no, for sure, though. I mean, the fact that they do that huge thing there every year is I remember when I was in high school I, or maybe I was in high school or early college when I first started to see uh, that festival coming up. band. I grew up in San Diego and there'd be bands from San Diego that would go out there and play, play the fest.
2: It's always funny seeing like bands from California coming to Gainesville, Florida for Fest. Like, <laughs> yeah. I think
0: Against Me might have been on like one of the earlier bands playing playing that festival.
1: Oh, yeah. yeah Hot Water Music, from, I believe. Yeah, they're both from Gainesville. So it was yeah. like Justin Jake, Against Me, and Hot Water are like still pretty regular
0: headliners uh, for Fest. That's cool. That's really cool. What? Uh, so Matthew, how did you get into music? Do you come from a musical household?
1: uh no not not really i mean neither of my parents uh were musicians aside from maybe like playing a little bit in their churches when they were very little kids but my um my brother was in middle school bands which made me want to join and do that too and i got uh more serious about music around when i was like 11 or 12 and just started really getting into uh playing every day but i started playing guitar when i was eight um because i just liked guitar hero and wanted to do that i guess
0: that's awesome well real quick on the 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 school band did you what what instrument did you play when you were in the school band was it did you get to play guitar
1: i played clarinet and saxophone and then once i got to high school um i did get to play guitar and jazz band and then i would play saxophone and like concert band and all those other things yeah
0: wow do you do you still play either uh, at all on the clarinet or sax?
1: Horribly, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. For sure.
0: awesome. yeah. I when I was in fifth grade, you got to pick an instrument, we didn't get to play guitar, but um, I picked the clarinet because I saw like I was in fourth grade, we had to choose, and I saw this kid in the class like, if you put his mouth over the whole mouthpiece and just blew really hard, it sounded like this obnoxious, like duck sound, and I was like, yep. that. is what i want to do oh dude i i
1: taught uh uh, at a band camp for a couple summers where i would teach kids how to play a clarinet and the first thing you do is you just play the mouthpieces to try to get them to get an
0: on the read
1: yeah it is is punishing it is a terrible
0: (laughs) i can imagine i would not wish that on anybody oh that is full of people doing that (laughs) (laughs) uh what about you jesse where uh how did you get a music
3: Uh, so my dad and my brother are both musicians, uh, at least, uh, not by profession, but they both play the drums, my brother plays guitar a good bit. Um, and I actually learned, I played piano since I was like six and then, uh, I got really into the game rock band and, uh, I got super good at the drums. I could play a lot of the songs on expert. (laughs) <laughs> and i was like i think i can do this in real i think i can do this in real life because it kind of translates at least a little bit much more than like guitar does in guitar hero right I just started playing at like my high school like church band and then i played in church like when i was like 14 and learned how to play like to click and to tracks and everything uh and then yeah
0: wow so then yeah out. rock band was awesome i i the drums are my favorite part of rock, man. I my son could play drums. I am not very good. Uh but yeah, it, I remember just playing In Bloom. That was one I could from Vermont. Mm-hmm. I could play that on expert and like that was good enough for me. I'm like
2: super
0: <laughs> <laughs> I felt like I had completed something at that point. Um what about you, Victor? How did you get a music?
2: Uh honestly, I was just like I think I was ten or eleven and uh I remember I was not good at sports, so music seemed like the next viable option. Uh, so okay. I started taking guitar lessons for like a couple months. And then uh, once I learned like power chords and bar chords, then it was just sort of playing Green Day songs until I learned how to play like cowboy chords and like 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 what like actual chords instead of just bar chords. Um, mm-hmm. And then I started my first band when I was in high school. And then eventually I met Jesse and Matt.
0: Wow. OK, what about this band in high school? So uh, how long were you guys around for? Like uh, did you do like shows? or yeah, we weren't. I
2: mean, so we were called like we were called foul play F O U L play. uh, And like our logo was a chicken play on words and everything. Uh, But it was basically just like at that point, it was just kind of a green day, like all time low, like kind of rip off band. Uh, Like I was really into those bands at the time. And I just kind of copied all the same structures. uh, And when they just kind of write my, you know, lyrics and melodies over them. So we we were together for like three years, uh, my sophomore year through my senior year and actually Jesse met me while I was in high school, and he had just started at the University of Florida. He started Arrows in Action before I had like even gone to college. So, oh, wow. Sorry, my dog is barking off the side. Um, I not hear it. <laughs> uh, but basically, Jesse came to a show that Arrow, that uh, Foul Play was playing. And he was like, I, I think you guys are great. I'd love to play a show sometime. And uh, we ended up playing a show together a couple weeks later. And then my band broke up when I graduated high school. And then I joined Jesse's band Arrows in Action because they needed a singer.
0: Oh, wow. So so Arrows in Action was a band prior to you joining Victor. And the, did you have uh, I guess, Jesse, what, was there another person singing for the band or like tell me about kind of the origin yeah, that, of the band?
3: Uh... Yeah, the origin has a few different interesting overlaps. pre, so, pre both of them. Yeah, it's pre, pretty Matt and Victor, I Oh, wow, okay. And then, yeah, my first year of college, I was 18. I just, I like put up flyers around the campus and uh, kind of auditioned people, uh, but the singer and bassist who joined at the very beginning were brothers uh, that Victor actually knew from their previous band he was like a big fan of their band before arrows in action yeah and then interesting uh yeah so I forget how like Victor ended up learning that they were in my band or how but like arrows first show was opening for Victor's band at the time in 2012 probably yeah maybe <laughs>
0: You grandpa crazy. Wow. So Victor, did you know you wanted to go to college there uh, in Gainesville? Yeah. yeah. So like that uh, was already a decision that you had made, not, Oh, I want to join this band. So (laughs) I'm graduating high school. Let's go to college.
2: No. Yeah. So, um, I like, I went to high school actually in Gainesville too. I just drove from Lake city to Gainesville, 40 minutes every day to go to like a private Catholic high school. Uh, Uh, and all the people that I was, was friends with, were smarter than me so it was like a lot of like academic competition so that kind of got me to the point where i was like oh i can go to uf and it's right here it's in the same town so this will be great
0: okay so you knew you're gonna go there anyway yeah yeah i knew
2: i was gonna go there and i had like kind of gotten like a scholarship to go um and i knew that jesse was there so i was like cool i already know somebody else and i'll get there like this will be cool and i remember distinctly asking jesse like my first couple months there, like Like, Hey, like I'm thinking about like, you know, I'm trying to figure out what I should study. And I feel like maybe marketing might be a good idea. And Jesse was like, that does sound like a good idea. Maybe I should do marketing too. (laughs) You hadn't decided
3: yet. Undeclared. (laughs) (laughs) I was doing engineering and I had realized that I wasn't going to be finishing engineering. I just didn't (laughs) like it. Everyone else was so excited about everything that we were talking about. And I was like, hmm.
2: I'm gonna be right back. I'm so sorry. This dog is freaking out. Uh, uh go for it. Oh, I'm sorry, Nash
3: guys. Uh.
0: <laughs> that's funny. So you were gonna do engineering and then decided, no, marketing sounds great.
3: Yeah. That worked out pretty well.
0: But right, yeah. I was gonna say, not a bad choice. Yeah. People that like go into music and then they're like, I'm gonna do music business. I'm like, eh, that's probably a better bet than whatever, you know. Degree. yeah you're unless it's songwriting it, maybe. a lot more than
1: than i use my degree. that's way. for sure you're yeah. using your marketing degree yeah yeah
0: that's for sure <laughs> and you guys are doing a hell of a job with the marketing i mean the TikTok is blown up and and you, your instagram and everything else and streams it's awesome thanks. thanks yeah um what about you matthew so uh how do you meet up with these guys and join the band or were you in a band prior
1: yeah i um i started a band when i was in high school um uh, that lasted, I guess, well, like well past high school. So I started when I was 14. And then by the time I went to college, we were still playing together. Um, things were going pretty well. And, and we wanted to play Gainesville. And um, someone in, in one of my classes actually told me to hit up Jesse about putting a show together. So then our first my band bothering dennis from orlando our first gainesville show was opening for arrows in action
3: mm-hmm.
1: um and then i i met them um and then really just like over the and that was my freshman year of college so then over the next couple of years um victor and i played in uh cover bands together and like a karaoke band together and i say victor and i would like jesse would swap in too whenever the core drummer of mm-hmm. that group would make it too and So we were just playing together a lot whether we were playing shows bothering dennis and arrows or whether we were playing cover gigs out um and then they needed a bass player at some point so i said all right i won't be full-time but i'll sub in on bass for you (laughs) and then i just fell in love with writing with them and playing with them and just saw how they worked and saw what the writing was like and just thought this could be like where i want to be and uh then around when i was graduating college i swapped into guitar my main thing and um we moved into a house together and yeah and then booked a tour and then COVID happened mm-hmm. and oh got the wow. canceled and then the rest is history because then we made a tick account
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay well that first um that first ep that you guys had put out were, were all of you on that recording or was that prior to
1: coasting?
3: Uh, yeah so coast- yeah matt hadn't joined the band yet
1: yeah
3: um, okay posting but he did record on hell and paradise
0: yep oh, okay cool very very cool and so when do you guys kind of i mean to book a whole tour when do you start are you playing around uh, gainesville a lot or are you doing like little runs of, of florida like how do you what's like kind of the first you know validation for the band to be like oh let's you know let's keep this going
2: we were playing a, around Gainesville a lot, like with, uh, with like friends of ours, bands like like Driveaway and the Hales, and, and we were playing shows with Flip Turn. Um, so we. Oh, I love those guys, Flip Turn. Yeah.
0: I've had I've had them on the podcast before.
2: Oh, that's sick! Oh, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. really funny to see how far each of these bands that we were playing at the Atlantic with in Gainesville, like you know, to maybe forty <laughs> people, have come. Like Flip It's the biggest they've ever been. It's wild, but um, yeah, they're
0: huge. They're awesome, though.
2: So like we were playing a lot of Gainesville shows and then we would kind of, uh, you know, do little like Florida runs. Like at some point we did like a little run with the home team when they were touring uh, through Florida. And I think we did like five shows in Florida or something like that with them. Mm -hmm. And we would start to kind of venture out to like, you know, maybe trying to play Atlanta um, and whatnot and Tallahassee. And then I think one for me, at least one of the first like really big validating things was when we were playing in Orlando Battle of the Bands at the Abbey and we won and uh-huh. uh we had just recorded you know our uh, a song called close enough and we had played that song and we ended up winning the battle of bands and then opening for like you know being a part of a festival that included the 1975 and jimmy Eat world and 311 oh, and damn. So that was really cool and to have fans at that 25 minute set at like four in the afternoon or something three in the afternoon whenever it was
1: it, it was, was super valid 30. yeah it
3: was much yep. earlier than that yeah. <laughs>
1: 1230. I remember because White Reaper played at 130. So we finished and I just walked across the lawn to White Reaper.
0: <laughs> oh, Damn, they played that early too. They're they're big right now as
1: well. Yeah, they're yeah. killing it. They're they're one of my favorites. And th- yeah, so this was 2019. So this was right before, this is like before Might Be Right started doing really well and getting radio and stuff.
0: So yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. I, w- I was in radio at that time. I, that's where I started. I came from radio for nearly 20 years and I'm doing oh, this, so but like okay. i remember we were playing because i was on our alternative station san diego we were playing white reaper i was like damn like this is a cool cool band i'd never heard of them before but they haven't played that early on that's funny
3: yeah
1: very classic sound yeah this was long enough ago that they weren't doing the the probably the evening slots that they're doing now
0: yeah yeah wow okay so you do that festival and then it's kind of like this is a thing um are you all in nashville now yeah oh that's right i'm south in nashville i moved here a couple years ago Yeah, yeah oh very cool yeah. How'd you like the rain
2: today? Uh,
0: I haven't really been out much <laughs> outside, <laughs> yeah. to be honest. Um, but it is hot, which always means there's a bad storm coming. So mm-hmm. we'll see. <laughs> How long have you guys been in Nashville?
1: Uh, Victor and I have been here coming up on two years. And Jesse
0: is uh, just rounding off one. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Oh, So we must have moved here around the same time. That's cool. Oh, cool. Um, too. All right. Yeah, I moved here February... Twenty twenty one. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah,
3: yeah.
0: yeah, Um rad. Uh well okay. So the band's doing you guys win this battle of the bands, and um tell me like so what's kind of the next move from there? Like obviously you booked a tour, that was twenty nineteen, where you're like, Okay, here we go. We're gonna we won this battle of the bands, let's book this tour, and then what COVID happens?
2: So, yeah, I mean that was so we we do the battle of the bands. I think it's the end of twenty nineteen or like November, October, yeah. something like that of 2019. We're coming off of it ecstatic. You know, we're super stoked. Uh, I think at this point we are living in like a house together in Gainesville and uh, we're getting ready for this tour. You know, we and then March COVID happened like we were just literally just gearing up for that and getting ready to put out new songs. We dropped the song called This Time that ended up doing really well. And that's still one of our top songs to this day. Shout out to everyone who's been listening to that. Uh, <laughs> And this time kind of carried us through a lot of the pandemic this time and songs like failing on purpose because we had those songs kind of like pre-recorded with our buddy Dan Swank. So we're so grateful we had those songs ready before the pandemic hit. So then we could kind of like trickle them out and still show people we were doing things Uh, during the pandemic. We did like a bunch of like Instagram interviews, just Instagram live interviews with different bands, whoever would accept it so like ann arbor the dirty Nil, friends bands like you know drive away and stuff so we were just doing anything we could to stay active and stay in people's eyes and just let people know that we weren't stopping
0: hello fresh bringing it backwards listeners know how much my family and i absolutely love hello fresh we love the pre-portioned ingredients the seasonal recipes they have such good food And of course, the fact that they deliver it right to my doorstep. Skip the grocery store. HelloFresh makes home cooking so easy. With HelloFresh, we have more free time, which is essential during the summer with the kids home from school and camps and uh, all the vacations, everything going on, people coming to visit. Just planning the meal, trying to figure out what we're going to have for dinner is (laughs) just one less thing I have to worry about with HelloFresh. They take care of the meal planning, no trips to the grocery store. They deliver the ingredients. Everything I need arrives right to my doorstep. It's the peak of summer, which also means peak time for summer produce. And HelloFresh, make sure you get all of the best picks all season long. Their ingredients travel from the farm to your doorstep in less than seven days. The other night I made the Arthur Avenue Pork Sausage and Pepper Heroes. Had melty mozzarella and garlic potato wedges. It was so good. Italian pork sausage. Mixed in some tomato paste. Italian seasoning. Cut up some onions, some long green peppers. A little garlic butter on the baguette. With a side of those garlic potato wedges, my family absolutely loved it. So easy. All the ingredients right there for me. No wasted food. Step-by-step instructions. I had the entire meal cooked in 30 minutes. It would have took me 30 minutes Or more, just to try to figure out what I was going to make for dinner that night. Again, we love HelloFresh. And right now, bringing it backwards, listeners, we'll get 50% off plus free shipping. You go to HelloFresh.com slash backwards50 and use the code backwards50 for 50% off plus free shipping. HelloFresh.com slash backwards50 and use the code backwards50 for 50% off plus free shipping hellofresh.com slash backwards 50 50 percent off plus free shipping with the code backwards 50 hellofresh america's number one meal kit oh so you do it like a little collaboration interview with a with another band just kind of hang out with them on instagram live or yeah. something
2: yeah we would just pick right. a night and be like all right wednesday night at 6 p.m i'm at, like matt's gonna interview you know one of the members of ann arbor
0: oh that's cool yeah, I had those guys. I've, yeah, I've had both those bands on on this podcast. Ann Arbor is funny that they, I don't know if they told you the story with because uh, it's just the two two guys now, right? Yeah. Where um, I can't remember the singer's name. I'm blanking, but he Slade. The and then the other guy was working at GameStop. Did you hear the story? And then he yeah yeah, and then he like walked in, and the one guy was like, "Oh my God, you're blah. blah and he's like, "Yeah, you guys hiring?" Because like the band hadn't <laughs> you know they had like this yeah. music video on MTV too. Oh. But they're doing great now but that was just, I just thought it was like damn what a humbling story. Um, yeah, but <laughs> uh, okay so you were doing these interviews and then well how does um how, how does that uh with sorry I'm spacing with um this time how did that song like start doing well was it through like TikTok or social media or like did it just go up and start doing really well on Spotify I mean, The yeah.
1: big the, yeah that that was one that was TikTok because one of the first things that we did on TikTok, I mean, we tried sketches for a while, but then the main yeah. the main first thing that worked is Jesse just started, um, which is funny because we do this with everything now, but it was revolutionary at the time. Jesse made a vertical cut of the music video and just posted it every day for weeks, <laughs> every <laughs> single day, and um, one of them did well, and then
3: yeah, yeah, once one did, one of those did well. I think it was like the first, just the start of the first verse and like the people, it just took off. And I was like, guys, look at this. This is crazy. Yeah. It was like 30,000 views on this. i have never most, seen that's more than anything like more that. More than anything. That's our biggest number of uh, anywhere across the board. And then, you know, we just kept doing it and that kind of got a lot of traction on TikTok. Um, and it kind of taught, we were like, okay, there's there's something here uh, that we can tap into over time
1: and we, and we retained a lot of those early people oh, yeah. um a lot of the fans that we made in the first couple months of having a TikTok and being in true lockdown you know like free vaccine free people even understanding your sport you're supposed to do mass and all that kind of stuff like the first couple months of it uh-huh. we just stayed home and streamed and because that video caught some people we would have like 15 20 people who would just watch us talk to each other, talk to them and play cover songs. And those people still come out to shows wherever they are. And we know them by name. And that's um, rad. Yeah. That was a really special, scary, but
2: you know, fun time. (laughs) It was really, yeah. Sorry.
0: Sorry, No, you go ahead.
2: I was going to say, it was really cool to see like how, well retention rates were for like listeners and everything when we started going live and not just posting the video but we'd post the video and then go live for like three hours sometimes like four hours just in (laughs) jesse's house like that was our whole night was a wednesday like we're meeting up at 8 p.m i got a box of white claws and we're streaming until we're tired and like having Uh people would stay for like four (laughs) hours and and like they'd be like play this play this and sometimes we'll be able to do requests and when you can like do what someone wants you to do it's crazy how long they'll stick with you.
0: Yeah, I know. And then to get people to like leave whatever TikTok or Instagram and then go to your Spotify and stream the song, I mean that that's like an extra. I always think of it's like, you know, I could go through and be like, "Oh, this is a cool song," but then you have to take the extra step. You're like, "Okay, now I got to leave this app. I got to yeah. go search them on. or got to go click something else." It's like the 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 fact that it's hard to get somebody to click another like outlet to go to another thing and listen to it. But you you know, the song is 6 million plus plays. So it's like, it's cool that, you know, you're able to get these fans that are like, Oh, you know, I want to go there. I'm going to hear these songs. And then they probably go back in your catalog. Obviously you had other stuff. It wasn't like the first song you had put out that just hit.
2: It was well, I think right. it was, I think it was like a really defining moment for our band and how we wanted to like interact with our fans and how we wanted to like present ourselves moving forward because, Being on the lives, we were just always interacting with people, just like being ourselves, telling them things about ourselves, like people know who my mom is, like, you know, like stuff like that. And so because of things like that, to this point, like at at this point when we're touring or anything, we have people who we know personally who are bringing us like like, hey, I know that you wanted some fruit while you're on the road or something. Here's some dried fruit or like people who we have met, you know, 20 times, like exaggerating, but still like that really cemented how we interacted with our fans and how our fans like really started to see us Mm -hmm. and like feeling like they knew us.
0: Yeah. You're definitely a more personal relationship with them than, Oh, I like your song. I'm going to go check your band out. And then you're just like, Oh, Hey, here's a picture (laughs) or whatever, you know, that's cool. Well, Jesse, you must've really believed in that music video to push it up every day.
3: Yeah. I mean, that song was my favorite of the like batch of, I guess four, four that yeah. we made like close. I, I like all the songs, but
1: the four that we're <laughs> very lucky to
2: have recorded yeah. pre-pandemic. Time, yeah. yeah.
3: So we recorded close enough in like July 2019, I think. And then uh this time failing on purpose and honey what? November. November yeah. of twenty nineteen. So we had those and it was the only one we had a music video for, and it was the only one we um it was the first one that we were gonna be putting out. So I don't I don't really remember. Maybe I just saw someone else do it. I I don't know why I was like, yeah, let me just post this vertical and put the words on, you know, start like my first attempt at, you know, captioning the song, which we do now every single time. But that was like, oh, I'll take 20 minutes to manually edit yeah, caption everything in <laughs> oh yeah uh, which is much easier now but and really <laughs> nail the
1: timing of each line
3: oh yeah you had to well,
1: even a year ago it would just be sitting like like on tour like mm-hmm. you know, like one person would be driving and one person would be dragging lyrics onto tiktoks one line at yeah. a time I'm
3: so glad we don't have to do that yeah, anymore. yeah. but yeah i mean it, we were pretty proud of the video we were proud of the song it was our first like you know sort of like true music video really like yeah because before that like the chasing rhymes video i guess was as close as we as we'd gotten to a true music video but it was kind of just like a good time lyric video and then with this time we kind of had a sort of a semblance of a real music video going on and it yeah it, it seemed to work
0: yeah that's awesome um and then now you have a, your debut albums coming in
3: yeah and here we right. are
0: that's huge um i love the album um the my my favorite uh song you haven't put out yet um but i i think the whole records are awesome i think heading in the clouds when i first listened to the whole album uh, a few like a week ago or so i was like you know this i i was like this is, this is like a massive hit i i thought and then like the rest of the record like i said is great my favorite song, I think is Lessons Learned is what it's called. Uh, Learn My Lesson, yeah. Oh, Learn My Lesson. Yeah, that is a killer song.
2: That's so funny because we we love every song on the record, but we also like kind of assign certain spaces to each song. So obviously the first track is the intro track. The last track is the outro. Like Learn My Lesson is very much to us, almost like the the breath, like the interlude. Right. But like it's also our manager's favorite song. So now I'm like. Did we pick the wrong singles? Oh, oh, no. I think <laughs> no. we
1: will something. That one needs <laughs> that one needs some uh, some some TLC when it comes to TikToks. So we got to make yeah.
3: a lot. Oh well, well, I mean, they're all getting plenty of TikToks.
0: So. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that song is great, man. I was like, damn, like this is really good. Um, and same with Head in the Clouds. Like when I heard, I listened without going to your Spotify and like seeing what singles you had put out. I just listened to the whole record a couple times, and I was like, oh, that this is like definitely the radio banger right here. But um, all the songs are really are are awesome. The features you have on the record are awesome. But that one, the um learn my or lessons, what the hell is it called now? I learn my lesson, yeah. Learn my lesson is yeah, that's my favorite song on the record. Oh yeah.
3: Sick. I love that.
1: Thank you. Yeah, that's oh, that's cool to no, know. That's I think that's other than Jacob, that's definitely the first the first
2: we've
3: heard
2: that. Yeah. Yeah. It's <laughs> like, nice cool. to see like the each song is like votes kind of going up, you know. Yeah. But it is yeah. nice to hear you say that about Head in the Clouds because I think that was exactly how we felt when we wrote it like i remember the day we wrote it it was just like it sounded a lot like it sounds now or just an acoustic guitar and like some auxiliary production uh or percussion and uh like i listened to it 40 times the night that we recorded it because i was like this is it this is like our hit
0: yeah that's what i think i I still think that that song is gonna take off but um i'm not sure how long it's been out but it's the most recent one that you've put out from the album yeah three weeks Three Almost weeks.
2: Well. Yeah, it did, it did well on TikTok. It had a little moment, so that's been really nice. It's our top yeah, song on and, Spotify. And,
0: yeah, I was going to say, it's doing well. Um, that's uh, the, You have another one coming out tomorrow before the record.
1: Yeah, yeah checking in. Uh, the music video came out this morning, and the song will come out tomorrow. We're doing a little celebration stream tonight for it.
0: Oh, cool. So the video is out already.
3: Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Amazing. Well, tell me about the video. I haven't seen the video. Now I feel dumb.
3: No, it's okay. no, i'm just kidding <laughs> cool.
0: yeah. i was like okay i know the song's coming out tomorrow but i had the album so i didn't you know don't want to overstep but right, yeah. yeah so tell me well tell me about the song in the video
3: yeah so we did it with uh the same same person who did uh i guess starting with only be mine and uncomfortably numb music and put you through me and the credits and the credits uh dalton, dalton sneddon yeah he's kind of our our go-to music video director and uh, it's very like indie vibes. We were just kind of trying to get across the sort of like, it was very different from the credits, which has so many random, funny, goofy, or actiony scenes. This is more of like, we were kind of like, tr- sort of like, upplay like the mundaneness of like time passing and like how life just kind of gets away from you mm-hmm. and the idea that like you should check in with your friends uh, even though it's hard and even though it can seem like time just kind of like flies away whether it's work or whatever it may be and we're just kind of trying to get that across but it's really cool um it's a it's a whole new look that we haven't really gotten to play with yet yeah Um, this
2: is our this is one of our first ones where we don't have like us actually performing like our instruments throughout the entire song like we went out like picked out yeah we went out and, like dalton was like i need you to pick like plain outfits like very like low-key things and the like... dynamite
1: was the reference, was <laughs> yeah. the reference so. oh rad okay i gotta check and like the, out
2: the like the color grading and everything the lighting that dalton ended up doing on that just brought that video to life it looked phenomenal the place that he ended up renting was awesome i'm so happy with how it came out and like my mom is actually in the video i told dalton i was like we'll just facetime my mom and have her in the video because everyone knows who my mom is of like that's fans.
0: awesome yeah, um, that's really awesome. Um, and then you have a big tour coming up to support the album as well. Ending here in Nashville.
1: Mm-hmm. Ending here in Nashville. This is the I think this is the biggest, biggest headlining tour we've ever done. And I think biggest tour we've ever done, period. Okay, right? Too it's yeah. 29 shows and 30 something days. Um, and we're very excited. We're
0: hitting a lot of new places. Yeah, you guys have a big tour coming up. I mean yeah, I saw you're playing San Diego. You're playing House of Blues, which is mm-hmm. that's a great room, the Voodoo yeah. room, I think you're in, which yeah. is a really a, a cool space. And um and then Basement East, I think here in Nashville. Where? Uh, are you, uh, east, side bowl. east side. Oh, East Side Bowl. Okay. Yeah. Something with East. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> One, One of, east of the East. east. <laughs> basement,
1: basement East. The, the, east room. the East room. East
0: Side, east side Bowl. bowl yeah 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 it's, it gets confusing but um yeah so that's huge um and you guys are headlining the tour And yeah. this you had done another headliner before this tour before though
1: we had done um two short headliners where we did um one up the east coast uh with Jariah, who is incredible and we did one um from florida and then over into the west coast uh with titus um who's also awesome and uh those were those were headliners. They were yeah. they were short, but they were like two worked, weeks
3: long each. They were almost like market testers in a way, you know, <laughs> like to get to all these people that we hadn't really been to for like a full set. Um, so those were our first headlining tours, and this one is kind of our first like full US, like you know, guns blazing kind of
1: yeah. tour. And it's it's <laughs> worth saying about those two shorter ones that they were like. we had had just started a relationship with a booking agent and we all kind of decided like, well, let's just go see who's there, right? Like, is anyone there? Because like we were talking about earlier, like to get somebody to go from TikTok to Spotify, and then you got to get somebody to go from TikTok, Spotify to in person. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I buy a ticket to show up. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. And we went and we were just overwhelmed in a very good way by the love. I mean, we not only would get to play to you know, 150 to 300 people in some of these places, but we would stay after and talk to everybody and um, saw some people put some usernames to faces finally. And it was, it was, it was awesome.
3: Yeah.
0: That is so cool. That is so cool to kind of, I mean, from the pandemic to build this relationship with these fans. And then I'm sure, I mean, you see these numbers and you're like, well, this is crazy. But then to actually physically see people like, damn, like they're actually here, like, this yeah awesome I think that was one of the biggest number on the screen <laughs>
2: that was the most like validating part about it is it's like you know we can have you know 300 400 monthly listeners on Spotify but that doesn't mean anything if no one's coming to shows so to have mm-hmm. you know like more than 100 people at each show was wild that's awesome
0: and then what do you guys you said you moved to Nashville like two years ago what was the decision on that just to be in the scene here yeah there, I mean
1: you guys can can speak to this too but I think a big part of it um was well so our, our manager Jacob is is also he's our fourth band member we met him in college too um, oh cool and so we, we've been working together for for a long time he moved to Nashville um to get more plugged into the industry and uh to meet people and and to do what he's doing now in addition to, to working with us and um he had just sort of made the point like if you want to grow you you gotta just be in a community of people who are doing what you're doing or doing something similar what you're doing um and we were already commuting to Nashville pretty frequently to work with um other writers and really to work with Dan Swank who we still work with now a good friend of ours and um and it just made sense you know we knew we were gonna have to go to a music city and if it's New York LA nashville or chicago nashville was the cheapest one the closest one Mm. and um and we liked it when we had visited so yeah
3: yeah we had kind of we already kind of had like a an emotional tie to nashville totally which was like working with dan writing those songs um and even doing like some other trips like you know before we moved we wrote only be mine up here all the ways i could die uncomfortably numb all started right. in nashville uh, well every, after, said, every
2: trip we had done up here was just we had always come back being like oh my god i can't believe we were able to do that that was crazy yeah, yeah can't wait to go
1: back kind of feeling yeah. as we're driving home you know that 12-hour drive
3: yeah so we already had that kind of like love for even you know we only knew a couple places in the city we just had the love of like when we go to nashville we feel good yeah so yeah. like And we write hits.
1: (laughs) We knew two people in three places. (laughs) (laughs) It is interesting.
0: When I moved out here, I thought I was like, okay, this is going to be all country music town, which there's a lot of that. But there's a lot of pop bands, punk bands. I mean, people that I would have never imagined lived here. You'll find out like, oh, this person lives here. Really? Okay. I mean, it's dope. But it's just it's yeah it's not what I was anticipating when I was like oh it's just going to be like a you know cowboy town but not even close
2: dude oh, everybody's music. Yeehaw, punk.
0: <laughs>
1: yee-haw punk. punk yeah yeah there's just as much country to Nashville as there is Disney to Orlando. If you want that to be it in your head, it is, but yeah, it's so much more like under the surface. Yeah. Side. If
3: you go to Disneyland, that's all you're going to see. That's all you're going to see. <laughs> if, you,
1: if you go to Broadway, that's all you're going <laughs> to see. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's a great way to put it. That's such a great, <laughs> great way to put it. Um, well, thank you all so much for doing this. I really appreciate it. Like I said, I, I love the record. I, I think your band is awesome. and. um I just feel dumb that i didn't find you earlier because i'm like damn like this is this song this music is like right up my alley so i i love what you guys are up to
1: thanks so much dude i mean like the fact that you found it now makes us very happy honored that you have us on i yeah. mean I, I was looking through so many other guests I, I can't wait to watch uh some episodes um yeah like thank you so much for having
0: oh us. no 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 this has been great i have one more question if i can get an answer from all of you yeah. Um, and then I want to see if you'll stick on for half a second after I turn the recording off <laughs> as well um do you have a, any advice for aspiring artists?
3: Hmm. Uh, go first i'll I feel like you guys should go first because you'll have maybe like the fun answers and I'll give you the, I'll give the businessy answers <laughs> oh, I you're feel like
2: too. I feel like we always default to
3: the businessy answer because. Exactly. We're like,
2: you uh yeah i mean advice i'm just trying to think back to like everything we've experienced i mean uh good advice just do it just write as much as you can and uh don't let you thinking it's not as good as it could be stop you just write as many songs as you can and something good will come of it or you'll you know forget about it and then six months later you'll realize you know what that was actually pretty good i am going to use that which has happened so many times with us
1: yeah. That. that was hey, uncomfortably numb. It was like a three-year-old demo or something. Yeah. I think it was almost that old by the time we use it to a year or two. Um, yeah. anyways, um I would say be nice to people. Uh people like you don't and you don't have to be networky. You don't have to go to every event and do everything and shake every hand. Just be nice to people when you're working with them because people want to work with their friends. And I used to think that when people said like it's all who you know it was a bad thing. And then I realized like, oh, it's all who you know. Then like a like it's kind of a good thing. Um so just be kind while you're, you know, navigating music. Love that. What about you,
3: Jesse? Uh and I will say <laughs> Post every day. No, no. (laughs) every TikTok has to have your music in it. That's right. Don't forget. That's well, actually, that's that's, really that's That's the best one. One one pitfall (laughs) I see plenty of musicians fall into is they don't post their songs. They post like trends that are sort of like about music, but that doesn't get anybody from TikTok to Spotify. Um, so, you know, just believe in your songs and if you don't promote them, if you don't do the shameless self-promotion, no one's going to listen to it. So you, if, if you want people to listen to it, which you don't have to want that, but if you do, then you gotta, you gotta promote as hard as you can. Yeah.